O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News from Monday, September 14th, 2020. Stand up for your country. We're going to have extensive reportage and analysis on the NFL's problem, and it is a problem for the National Football League, and it's developing quickly. Um, so we'll have that a little bit later on. But first, politics. Two weeks from tomorrow is the most important day of the presidential campaign. That is the first debate between Donald Trump and Joe Biden in Cleveland, Ohio, at Case Western University. And um, it's much more important for Biden than Trump because Americans will be looking to see if he is up to the task of answering questions because he's been shaky. And we all know that. Anybody paying attention knows it. And you might not like Donald Trump, but Trump is on it whereas Joe Biden doesn't seem to be. Now, I wrote a book called Killing Lincoln. You know that. It was controversial because I said after he was shot, President Lincoln's uh, mind deteriorated quickly. And he was president. And we gave absolute truthful testimony. Some days he could do his job, some days he could not. But Ronald Reagan made a tremendous comeback, a miraculous comeback in my opinion. Joe Biden can do the same thing. But if he does not, on uh, the 29th of September, then I submit to you, Donald Trump will win re-election. Um, what else do I want to tell you before we get into the actual storyline? I debut tonight on WABC Radio, the powerhouse in New York City uh, at 10 p.m., 10 to 11. I'll be taking the podcast and my commentary about it uh, every day. We uh, are looking forward to that. Okay, Bob Woodward on 60 Minutes. I've known Woodward, as you guys know. He's been on The Factor. Um, known him for, I don't know, 30 years. Uh, honest reporter. But he is a man of the Washington Post, which is, means he's a man of the left. That was apparent last night. Just to set it up, he's got a new book out. The first book he uh, wrote on the Trump administration was not kind. All right. And when Donald Trump uh, in January of 2019 asked me, because I was with him on Air Force One, writing my book, The United States of Trump, if he should cooperate with Bob Woodward, I said no. Now, I've gone over all this. I don't want to be repetitive. But my basic reasoning was, look, Bob Woodward has to write a book critical of you and your administration because that's what his audience expects him to do and his publisher, Simon & Schuster, expects him to do. So presto. The book comes out and it's not a kind book to Donald Trump. So as part of the promotion for the book, Bob Woodward appears on 60 Minutes. It was essentially all COVID. Very little else about Donald Trump's administration. It was a COVID play. Go. I say the president is the wrong man for the job. But you're known as the reporter who doesn't put his thumb on the scale. And yet, at the end of this book, you do just that. It's a conclusion based on evidence, overwhelming evidence, that he could not rise to the occasion with the virus and tell the truth. That is not essentially true. It's not a conclusion. It's an opinion that Bob Woodward puts forth. And let me back that up. So the key phrase in all of this is playing it down. You heard the tapes. President Trump says to Woodward, 
I played down the virus because I did not want panic. That is true. That's what he did. He did it in Davos, Switzerland. He did it a number of times. But that doesn't mean he deceived to me, an American. I didn't feel deceived by President Trump. I saw him cut off flights from China, and I saw him cut off flights from Europe. So I didn't feel deceived. Now, you could make a case that Donald Trump should have said, everybody's got to wear masks, everybody's got to stay away from uh, gatherings. You could make that case. It would be a legitimate case. Trump did not do that with any degree of intensity. You are listening to a free excerpt from BillOReilly.com's No Spin News broadcast, where you can actually see me. We'll be right back after this message. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I'm making you old-fashioned today with the Wild Turkey Bourbon 101. It just really stands up very well in a classic cocktail like the Old Fashioned. It has that perfect boldness. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. Um, Let's go to Los Angeles, where two sheriff's deputies were sitting in a car in Compton, which is an African-American neighborhood in L.A. Um, Someone came up and shot them. Uh, They are expected to survive, I understand. We have our people on it um, very, very intensely. Um, They were shot for no reason other than um, somebody hates cops, okay? There's a $100,000 reward for the perpetrator. had not been um, arrested. It's supposed to be a black man, 28 to 30 years old, uh, who shot the police officers and then ran away. The police officers were taken to a hospital in Los Angeles where protesters, and I don't know how they got to the hospital so fast, but they did, were there waiting. Roll the tape. All right, so that's what you're up against. That's the extreme far left. But they're there. Now, the mayor of L.A., Eric Garcetti, um, said on CNN this. Go. It's abhorrent to say something like that when we have two deputies who are sheriff deputies in grave condition. Um, My offers and my thoughts are not just with those two deputies, but with their families and everybody in the Los Angeles Sheriff's Office that's hanging on. Of course, there's an important conversation going on about policing in this country. But these are folks who put their lives on the line for us, and we will find justice for them. Okay, so Garcetti, an avowed liberal, who's harmed the city of Los Angeles dramatically, much like de Blasio in New York City, at least he uh, stood up. Uh, President Trump tweeted, animals that must be hit hard. Um, If the deputies die, fast trial death penalty for the killer, only way to stop this. Joe Biden responded this way, This cold-blooded shooting is unconscionable. The perpetrator must be brought to justice. Violence of any kind is wrong. Those committed should be caught and punished, on and on. Okay, so everybody in any position of responsibility condemns this. But, you know, it's a growing, unfortunately, it's growing in this country. And there are a number of sociological reasons why. But one of them is that law enforcement is on the defense 
and crime, violent crime, is rising dramatically almost everywhere. Another quick break, and I'll be right back. Support for this podcast comes from Dropbox Business. Teamwork, your way. There I was, struggling to balance my professional life and making my son something healthy in my personal life. And then I realized, my team and I can fix this. Sure, we're all pretty different with different working styles, but that only makes us more productive. I work early in slides, while BizDev assigns tasks and legal works late in HelloSign, all from one shared Dropbox workspace. Try Dropbox for your team at dropbox.com slash teams at work. All right, we're back. I forgot the word of the day. Not be churlish when writing to BillOReilly.com. It's Bill at BillOReilly.com, Bill at BillOReilly.com. Charles, C-H-U-R-L-I-S-H. Um, okay, so stand up for your country becomes even more important now that this National Football League madness is in full swing. I believe, and I know I'm right, that most Americans don't want to be kneeling in front of the flag during the national anthem. Most do not approve of that. Now, dissent is fine. Disrespect is not fine. You hate your country, stay in the locker room. I, you know, my team, the New York Jets, and I don't think they're my team anymore, but I have to root for them because of legacy, but they're terrible again. And Joe Namath, I, I don't know what to say, Joe. But anyway, they stayed in the locker room. That was a mistake. That's disrespectful. But I'd rather have you guys in the locker room than getting out and denigrating the flag in public. So that's my opinion. I was on uh, WABC with Bernie and uh, Sid this morning. And Sid agrees with me, but Bernie doesn't. He says they're cowards in the locker room, which is somewhat true. But anyway, let's do a positive thing. Stand up for your country. All right? Don't kneel. And then get the yard sign. Put it on out there. Get the hat. Get the mugs. Get the stickers. Spread them around. Give them as gifts. All right? Let's get this movement really rocking. Doesn't have anything to do with politics. Biden supporters, Trump supporters, everybody. Stand up for your country. We are a noble nation. We are not evil. And that is the statement. You know, comes a point in life, and you all know this, where you got to make a decision. You got to decide. And now is the point we have reached in our country. The far left shooting cops, burning down cities, disrespecting the country, calling anybody with white skin a racist. It's disgraceful. It's disgusting. I've had enough. So what can I do? I can report the truth. I can write truthful books like Killing Crazy Horse. I can do that. But I all can lead a movement. I can lead it. All right? And the movement is stand up for your country. So I hope you'll become involved. I hope you will get the stuff, spread it around, have discussions, and let's get this going. We'll see you tomorrow.